Straight Talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. You're listening to the Tamar Yona Show here at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. Today's show, the sheep are leading the shepherds. What's that all about? We're going to find out from our guest. He's also going to be talking to us about the U.S. markets, this war, and get this, the next war. I, again, I'm with you. I don't know exactly what he's going to be talking about. I'm going to be hearing it for the first time with you. I like it that way because I like my responses to be genuine and on point. And so we have a very interesting show coming up. I want to uh, also give you just a little bit of an update. Last week, I did share with you all that I've been honing down on my shows lately. I have been in tremendous back pain and have sciatica. I don't usually share personal stuff over the air, but I, I do think that you you all deserve to know why I haven't been at the microphone as much as I usually have been all of these years. Uh, this has been three weeks going now. I'm going into my fourth week, but I have some good news and it is getting better. And not only that, but I am... Uh, going to guess that many of you have also had very uh, bad back pain at some time, chronic back pain, maybe sciatic as well, and it's uh, hurting your life. I'm going to be doing a show on back pain. I don't know what it's going to be, maybe in a week or two or three, whenever it happens, but I want to give you the information. Uh, and I want to thank my listeners for introducing me over 10 years ago to the uh, cause of back pain and how to cure it. And for 10 years, because I, I, I went through this around 10 years ago, it was excruciating pain. I went to you, my listeners, I asked you all what to do. Many of you wrote me, get Dr. John Sarno's book called Healing Back Pain. He explains everything there and uh, it worked. And I believe in it. But sometimes you need a little bit more help. I'm going through a lot right now. And uh, maybe I'll tell you about that when I do the show, why it hit me this time. Um, but uh, it will possibly change your life if you ever suffer from back pain. All right. That put aside, we have a great show coming up today. Hi to everybody listening in from all over the world, from all over the United States. Israel, of course. The United Kingdom. Iran. Lesotho. Japan, Canada, New Zealand, etc. Don't have enough time. Thank you, everybody. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. The return of the Jewish people to the land of Israel was prophesied in the Bible thousands of years ago and is coming true today. Shalom. Join me, Josh Wander, on Israel Unplugged. Listen in as we delve into the spiritual and physical aspects of the Jewish return to Zion. We'll discuss the biblically mandated, historic, and of course practical understandings of this incredible transition from exile to redemption. That's Israel Unplugged, every Monday on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. All right, we are back here at the Tamar Yona Show on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. Today we're going to be talking about this war, 
the next war, U.S. markets, and the sheep are leading the shepherds. Our guest today is Dr. Mordechai Ben-Manachem. He is a researcher, former lecturer at Ben-Gurion University, and has authored over 80 books and 400 research papers on science, history, and more. He commentates on Mideast and world issues. Welcome to the show, Dr. Mordechai Ben-Manachem. Thank you for having me. All right. So where would you like to start? Well, you know, there's an expression of freedom is never free. And, and if people aren't aware of that, they lose the freedom. So we need to be aware of what's going on. And I'm, my, my, my task, the task that I've sort of set myself in, these, in all of these um, weekly shows is to give people some uh, um, uh, uh, generalized picture of what's going on in the world. And to be quite frank, things are accelerating. Events are accelerating. Things, so many things are happening at, in parallel around the world in so many different places with such complexity that it's becoming increasingly difficult for me to give um, uh, uh, real coverage of things. So uh, I have a great deal of material that I've gathered for this week. I don't know if we can get manage to get through all of it. I shall try. We'll try. <laughs> but uh, again, people, if you if you want to comment, please do. Do not hesitate to comment. Do not hesitate to ask questions. I'll try to cover as much as I can. I just don't, it, it's just no longer possible to, co to cover everything as I once was able to do. There's just so much going on. So what we're seeing today is that Western civilization. The, 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 in the general concept, is dying. Now, can it recover? Of course it can, but it's, it is, right now it is not recovering. We're seeing rampant crime, rampant drugs. We're seeing food shortages, inflation, uh, uh, COVID and new pandemics, uh, 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 untested vaccines, uh, threats of war. Uh, Candace Owens, one of the persons that I uh, 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 very strongly admire, has called this a culture war. She's correct, but I fear that is even and even that is no longer a sufficient definition of what's going on. That's one of the bases of what's going on. Um, for the past five months of this year, the ruble has been the world's best performing currency. That should shock most people. Um, uh, 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 the ruble is doing very well. The dollar is not so much. Uh, inflation figures. I'm giving you some inflation numbers as of January 2022. In other words, a month and a half before Russia invaded, the U Russia invaded Ukraine. Um, crude oil had gone up 57% in the previous year of the Biden administration. 57% for crude oil. Phosphate, 104%. Soybeans, 34%. Wheat, 29%. Chicken, 59%. I'm talking about worldwide figures every country has its has its differences of course and this is a, a more or less average anybody claiming that inflation is because of the war is either a liar or a fool or perhaps both um, US economy is uh, uh, is always has is and always has been tied to markets and based on consumption now the stock based retirement accounts, of a large, of a very large proportion of, of American consumers, um, for instance, the boomers who are now, most of them are now already retired. People should be aware 
The Fed is crashing the stock market. People have no money to spend while, while prices are rising very quickly. The Fed is now in a position of what's called damned if they do and damned if they do not. They need to hike um, interest rates. But the more they hike, the more the market falls apart. The bears are already here. They don't want the market to fall apart before November. Personally, I believe it's out of their control. And the market is already going down rapidly. And it will go continue to go down rapidly, in my personal opinion. Um, despite whatever they can do, they need to raise inflation. inflation um, uh, pardon me. Um, uh, um, um, they need to raise the uh, uh, borrowing rates. But as they, the more they, they raise them, the more of an impact it has on uh, um, uh, uh, the stock market. The U.S. retail sales are already off by 40%. And retail has always been what has driven the U.S. economy. National balance sheets, I'm talking about now, not the United States, but the world as a whole, national balance sheets, when, whenever anybody looks at a country, for instance, Moody's or, or any of these other um, um, uh, uh, credit agencies looking at countries, they look at the balance sheet. Just like a company has a balance sheet, countries have a balance sheet. Mm -hmm. The largest asset in any country balance sheet except for the most primitive countries, is housing. The IMF is now predicting a crash in housing as assets at 14% in developed countries, 22% in developing countries. That will affect balance sheets all over the world of most countries. Turkey has an inflation rate now of 70%, 70%. The reason for that, just as every economist in the world agrees is because Erdogan believes that increased spending curtails inflation. Clearly, he's not correct. Unfortunately, Biden is increasing spending. He also believes that increasing spending will um, uh, uh, curtail inflation. He's calling it the Green New Deal or Build Back Better or whatever alphabet soup he wants to use in, 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 this, in this week. Just to give a picture of what's going on in terms of the so-called Green New Deal or Build Back Better nonsense, Germany has installed till now 155% of their peak demand on solar and wind. This installation now produces 7% of their real electric power. We need to understand that despite anybody's view of what climate change is. I'm not expressing any opinion about climate change. I'm expressing an opinion about the technologies that we're pre being presented with to uh, uh, mitigate climate change. All three of these technologies, solar, wind, and electric vehicles, are a bluff. They do not work as, as proffered by most of these people because they just don't understand what they're offering. In the United States, 90% of the population of America lives in places that have little or no solar capacity. 90% of the population. 10% of the United States is suitable for solar or wind. With today's technology, no country on earth can power itself just on solar or wind. No country on earth. There may be five countries 
We don't. I won't take the time to name them right now. There may be five countries that could attain maybe as much as 50% of their total electric needs, total power needs, just from what so-called renewables. But five countries out of 200. That's that's what we've got. Hmm. So all of this stuff about the Green New Deal, again, I'm not expressing an opinion about climate change. Yes, climate does change. There is no doubt about it. Climate does change. Yes. No, no question. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about climate. I'm talking about the technologies that are presented to us to mitigate climate change. Spending a great deal on them right now is a very, very bad policy. Wall Street Journal just published an article um, uh, uh, towards the middle of this, of this past week. Quote, from California to Texas to Indiana, electric grid operators are warning that power generating capacity is struggling to keep up with demand. A gap that could lead to rolling blackouts during heat waves or other peak periods as soon as this year. We need to understand what that means. Rolling blackouts means a contraction in industrial output. In other words, rolling blackouts translate directly into recession. And making the status of a superpower into a third world country almost. Well, it goes back to the, my, my opening statement saying that Western civilization is basically crumbling in front of our eyes. And it's man-made. Oh, absolutely. Which is crazy. It's absolutely crazy. There's nothing here that, 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 you know, is is, is sprinted ahead of time. It's like, take me back to the crazy 60s, (laughs) the decadent 80s. I don't know. (laughs) Just take me back. (laughs) Take me back. Again, from the Wall Street Journal, quote, the challenge is that wind and solar farms, which are among the cheapest forms of power generation, don't produce electricity at all times and need large batteries store their output for later use. Again, I'll go back to what I said before. This is a bluff. This is a, 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 a silly statement made by journalists that do not understand technologies. Massive batteries do not exist. The technology isn't there. These uh, uh, Utility-level battery power does not exist. And we're still far away from it. As I always say each week lately, you're just a ray of sunshine. (laughs) Sorry about that. (laughs) But we need to know. We cover this because, like the Boy Scouts, right? Be prepared. Just know. Don't have your head stuck in the sand. That's why we do these shows. We want you to know what's happening. And so you can prepare as best as possible. And do whatever you need to do. Preparing is only part of it. You also need to be able to counter bad arguments. You need to have facts. Yep. All right. We'll be right back, everybody. Don't go anywhere. Hi, I'm Steve Miller. And I'm Matt Zucker. Join us for Lighten Up, where we take a look at the week's current events in Israel and from around the Jewish world through a humorous lens. If you've been paying attention during these crazy times, you know that it's a challenge to parody life anymore. 
But join Steve and I as we give it the old college try. Not only is being happy an obligation, but life is just too short to take it all so seriously. So join me, Steve Miller. And me, Matt Zucker. For a lighten up every Monday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 p.m. Israel, only on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. We are back here at the Tamar Yona Show on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. We're talking about the latest current news stories that are affecting us all over the globe, not just here in Israel, but everywhere. The sheep are leading the shepherds. Our guest is Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. He's talking to us about the U.S. markets, this war, the next war. Where would you like to uh, take off now on for the next topic? Well, actually, first thing I should say is that the, 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 the sheep are leading the shepherds. That's a quotation from Yechezkel. Uh, Ezekiel okay. in English. Okay. Uh, 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 chapter 34. So if you, you're interested in that, it's the, the, op- the opening of, of chapter 34, which I just think it's really amazing some of the things that are written there. It's just, I, you know, I sort of ask myself sometimes, is this a newspaper? Is this current events that we're reading here? Written 2,500 years ago and it's current events? Anyway, uh, 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 the next thing I want to mention is you know, people are, I mentioned last week that cryptocurrencies have lost $1 trillion in value over the last few weeks, as well as a stock market losing many trillions of dollars. I think, I think the number was $7 trillion, if I'm not mistaken. Um, watch Western banks very carefully, people. One of the things we know historically, and this is not a prediction, this is an historical observation. When a really bad economy hits people, hits, our, hits us, us people, um, a bear market, inflation, stagflation, depression, recession, whatever words you want to use here, what usually starts us on the, on the way back up is when some very, very large institution crashes. So I'm saying, watch Western banks very carefully. They're losing millions to crypto, and they still have no comprehension of what is going on with cryptocurrency. They just don't understand it. They are, I believe, personally, this is my opinion, that that they are both in big trouble, both the banks and the cryptocurrencies. And the problem is that there is un- that their crypto does not have any policy behind it. There's no regulation, and no financial instrument can function reasonably well over over a long t- period of time without assurances, without re- some sort of regulation. And I know people like crypto because they said, "Oh, it's totally unregulated, so therefore I can be free of government control." Well, like right. I think you're wrong. I think those people who think that way are not viewing things right. Crypto will be roulette as long as it is totally unregulated and the banks just don't know what to do with it. Okay, let's go on. Um, A few comments about the current war, the war in Ukraine, okay? Um, Germany and Canada have exhausted their missile caches. They've been sending 
uh, 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 um, uh, javelins and sidewinders and things like that to uh, Ukraine. Ukraine is using them up very, very quickly. Um, Raytheon can produce about 2,000 javelins per year. The U.S. has already supplied more than 2,000 uh, uh, javelin missiles to the Ukraine, which is more than 50% of the entire U.S. stock. In other words, if, God forbid, the United States is, is directly involved in a war, the United States is running low on ammunition. <coughs> and Raytheon, the manufacturer of the javelins, cannot produce them quickly enough. And by the way, they still have not received an order for it. If anybody's wondering why Biden came up with this brilliant idea of $40 billion for Ukraine, don't fool yourselves. It's not for Ukraine. It's for the people that funded his election. And most of those are, uh, or a large portion of those are the military industrial complex, and another large portion are other industrial complexes like high tech and pharmaceuticals. So the $40 billion is not for, no, none of that is going to go to Ukraine. All of that is going to go to his friends. How, how can you make that claim? Do, what what uh, information or proof do you have to say that? Well, I just, I just, basically I just said, I just gave an example, javelin missiles. He, he, he sent thousands of javelins to, to the Ukraine. Now, they ha now the United States is running low on ammunition. They need to restock, the United States needs to restock ammunition, but can't send any more to the Ukraine. And Ukraine is using them up at a at, at a rate which is phenomenal. So the, 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 uh, those missiles are not cheap. They're, they're as a matter of fact, they're extremely expensive. So you're going to you're going to see that uh, uh, Raytheon, for instance, will be get, will be receiving a a, a major order for um, uh, uh, javelin missiles. By the way, Sidewinder has not been produced for for almost fifty years. So restarting the manufacturing of that is going to be a very expensive process. Um, many of those parts have not been manufactured for, for decades. So it takes at least two few years to replenish stocks of anything like that. And so that's where the $40 billion is going. Basically, most of it will go to replenish U.S. ammunition so that more of it can be sent to the Ukraine. But he's not sending pallets of cash as Obama did to the, to, to the Ayatollahs. He's basically su supplying his friends with cash. <sighs> okay. Stop the world. I want to get off. All right. Yeah. Okay. Everybody is willing to fight to the last Ukrainian. Nobody has a problem with dead Ukrainians. That's, you know, they're all, they're, all, they're all love Ukraine as long as Ukrainians are dying. It's fantastic. I believe, again, I'm expressing my personal opinion here. I don't have any secret um, uh, 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 sources of information here. I believe that Russians' basic objective, they've already accomplished their first objective, which is to make Ukraine a landlocked country. Now, if, I have, if we have time, I'll, I'll get back to why that's important. Um, the next objective is to make basically, basically make Ukraine empty. An empty Ukraine has no problems in terms of, uh, of uh, 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 um, uh, people fighting back. There won't be any people there. Let's look at uh, just a few, uh, a short list of some of the U.S. lies concerning the Ukraine war. <coughs> First lie was that Ukraine is a democracy and its sovereignty is paramount. Really? First of all, Ukraine was a democracy 
until the color revolution that the State Department fobbed off on the Ukrainians, replacing the democratically elected president with Zelensky, who was not democratically elected, and who has now made all opposition parties illegal. And you can't, you, you have to protect their sovereignty? Why, did the United States protect the sovereignty of Panama, Colombia, Iraq, and all the other countries that they invaded? I don't think so. World is in opposition to Russia. Who? China isn't. India isn't. Indonesia isn't. Uh, Middle East countries aren't in opposition to Russia. So basically, who's in opposition, opposition to, to, to Russia and the Ukraine war? Basically, only the people that are, or the countries, pardon me, that are totally dependent upon the United States. Basically, that means Western Europe, uh, South Korea, Japan, and Australia. That's it. So the, say, the statement, world in opposition, incorrect. Putin is a war criminal. Who says? There have been no real charges leveled by anybody about war crimes Certainly not, not against Russia and certainly not against Putin. Um, Putin will use, in double quotation marks, illegal or banned weapons. Why would he bother? He's doing very, he's, he's been pretty much effective until now. He's been, so far, he's been quite successful. Slower than he expected, I agree. But things are moving forward. I mean, it's just a little bit slower than he, than he desired. Russia's killing civilians. Well, apparently both sides are. And... Apparently, we're seeing a lot of false flags. Um, Putin is a threat to, to NATO? Absolutely ridiculous. Anybody who says that Putin is a threat to NATO does, does not understand either Russia or NATO. Let's look at some aspects of rivalry to the United States. Okay? The United States, since basically since the Spanish-American War, has been the preeminent... Um, world naval power. We can dither whether between the Spanish-American War and the, and the end of the First World War, who was bigger, the United States or England? England probably had more ships. Who was more powerful? I don't know. Leave that. That's, that's a historical question that's not relevant. The United States is a naval power, and that's what it's based on. It always has been. However, the United States today bases its naval power all around Aircraft carriers. That's the basis of everything that, that the U.S. Navy does. An aircraft carrier today cost $14 billion just to build, not to mention how much it costs to run it. About 7,000 people on every aircraft carrier. An aircraft carrier like that, a $14 billion carrier, can be sunk today with a $1 million missile. That's a very bad equation. No commander of an aircraft carrier is going to put his ship into a place where it can be easily uh, uh, um, um, basically sunk Targeted, with a $1 million yeah. missile from China. And the U.S. has no countermeasures to any of the Chinese missiles. They have now very recently requested Israel to come up with a new technology so that they can counter Chinese missiles. U.S. doesn't have a, have a solution they suspect that we do. Interesting, interesting question there as the U.S. Congress gets more and more anti-Israel. Um, you know what? Hold that thought because we have to go to another break.
We're going to be right back, everybody. Don't go anywhere. We are live on Sunday afternoon, 4 to 5 p.m. Holy time right here in the land of Israel. And uh, 9 to 10 a.m. U.S. Eastern Time, if you want to call in. Our numbers are on the top of our homepage at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. We'll be right back. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. This is Shai Bentico, and each week I'll be webcasting to you from Judea, origin of the word Jew, a people besieged and beleaguered in every generation. Nazi Germany's but a memory, but in its place the world invented the phantom Palestinians as this generation's internationally authorized Jew killers. Tune in for a different slant on life in Israel, Phantom Nation, every Monday. We are back here at the Tamar Yona Show on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. Lots of things happening around the world that is affecting us all. U.S. markets, this war, the next war. Uh, our guest is Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. And uh, where would you like to take us this last segment? Well, you know, there's an interesting question being bandied about the entire Middle East right now, and I'll express it from our standpoint. Israel is clearly an American ally. It is no longer clear whether... The U.S. is an Israeli ally. And I could have phrased that differently. And I could have said the same thing about Egypt instead of Israel. I could have said that about uh, the, the United Arab Emirates. I can certainly say that about uh, Saudi Arabia. All of the major countries in the, in the region now are asking that question. And Americans aren't aware that that question is even on the table. Yes, we support the United States. But the United States support of us, us in the very general throughout the middle, throughout the entire region, what's called the MENA region, is no longer clear that the United States support any of us. And it's not a question of uh, do they like Israel, dislike Israel. It's the entire region. And everybody's asking that question. That's a very important question. Okay. Um, uh, 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 the integration of Israeli and American defense and tech industries contributes substantially to the security and prosperity of both countries. Uh, uh, Walter, Rus Walter Russell Mead, very important analyst in, in, in the United States today. We need to understand that, as I mentioned before, concerning um, anti-missile technologies, there is no longer an issue of uh, uh, um, uh, uh, unilateral dependence. In other words, Israel being dependent on the United States. That was true in 1967. It is not true today. At very least, at very, very least, it is uh, 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 equal dependency on both sides. One analyst that I just heard today, um, who is by far has nothing to do with Israel in, 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 in reality, just said that the United States is totally dependent upon Israel because the vast majority of semiconductor designs of American semiconductors are done here in Israel today. Again, most people aren't aware of that. Intel Israel is larger than Intel US. And that's not only Intel, it's NVIDIA, it's almost all of the major semiconductor companies that people are aware of or not aware of. Either their R&D is here in Israel or their manufacturing 
or both. And many of the countries, and I'm sorry, many companies here in Israel produce semiconductors for uh, 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 American companies under license with, um, um, I mean, in terms of R&D, in terms of development. Um, so there is a, an increasing dependency of the United States on Israel, just as the United States today is totally dependent on China for pharmaceuticals, for vitamins, for food supplements, with more than 90% coming from China, the United States today is totally dependent for on Israel from most things concerning um, uh, uh, chip manufacturing and many other areas. And again, people just are not aware of that fact. Uh, Israel this week has revealed the largest IDF drill in its history. Right. This includes simulated airstrikes and simulated multi-front war against Iran, which includes um, uh, Syria, Lebanon, and Gaza. The Israeli government, and we're all aware how, how much criticism I have about the present government. I'm not talking about the, the individuals. I'm talking about the government as a whole. <coughs> the Israeli government is prepared. The military is prepared with both military and civilian options. It is ready for whatever is needed. In that sense, Iran should be worried. And and, and I promised to, to uh, at the beginning to uh, make a mention of some potential wars with a, which appear to be uh, uh, brewing around the world right now. I'll just mention them very briefly briefly because our, our time is short. Yeah, just just um, before you do, Mordechai, I want to explain to people that if that that it's believed that Iran is super, super, super close to getting the bomb now and may use it. And Israel may have no choice but to make an attack before they, God forbid, use it. And if they if Israel does make an attack on any of their <clears throat> targets there, that a multi-front war could open up that the Hezbollah, which is a proxy of Iran, would attack Israel from the north, the Hamas would attack Israel from the south, that this would be that uh, a, a, a total, the whole country would be under uh, immediate th- uh, danger and threat of, uh, of annihilation, and so this is why we're doing one of the biggest drills ever right now. Go ahead, Mordechai. Yeah, that, that's very relevant what you're just saying to what I'm just about to say in terms of, of wars that are being fomented. Uh, I don't think any of these wars are chance. I think there there is intention here. I said Iran should be worried. Um, there are increasing uh, um, tensions right now, very markedly increasing tensions between Turkey and Iran, between Turkey and Greece. Remember, both Turkey and Greece are members of NATO, but only Greece is a member of the EU. So far, the EU is not giving Greece any support in its tensions with with Turkey. This is very interesting. It's not clear why the EU is so silent about this, but uh, 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 these tensions are very real. It's not clear what Israel will do if a war breaks out, if an act of war, what's called now a kinetic war between Turkey and Greece actually erupts. We have very close defense connections with both Greece and Cyprus. And as people should be aware, Turkey has been an illegal occupier of a third of Cyprus for the past 50 years. Um, uh, another war that's uh, uh, another position of, of tension that I should mention. Um, China is increasing its pressures on the north of India, in the northern parts of India. Uh, uh, um, uh, Turkey 
is now in the process of building 90 dams to dam up the uh, Tigris and Euphrates rivers. And that means that Syria, I remind people that when the Syrian war broke out in 2011, it was a war over water. Syria, Iraq, uh, uh, and uh, Jordan and other countries are totally dependent upon the water from the Tigris and Euphrates. Turkey wants to control that water. Another war that is possible, though it's a, a lesser probability in my personal opinion, is between Egypt and Ethiopia, again, over water. That's been brewing a long time, right, with the Nile yes. River, right? Another, uh, another war, again, over water. Pay attention. These, a lot of stuff going, concerning water in the, in the very near future. We need to be aware of this. Uh, another place of, of, of water tensions, which are very, very uh, uh, strong right now, is between the Chinese occupiers of Tibet, which is the uh, 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 water source for most of Asia, uh, uh, most of Eastern Asia, all of the countries uh, uh, to the south of, of, of Tibet, India, Pakistan, uh, Vietnam, Laos, Cambodia, Thailand, Malaysia, are all dependent on water that, that sources from Tibet. China is attempting to close off this water and thereby conquer, conquer in double quotation marks, these countries by causing massive famines there. Um, uh, 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 people who want to look around themselves and understand what's going on in the world, I said before, be aware of what's happening with Western banks. This is a source of potential high risk. Be aware of what's going on with water. This is a source of potential high risk. Some of these things are happening also in South, in South America. The dangers there are lesser than they are in Asia and Africa. But again, these are the sources for future wars that we see brewing right now. Some of them have relatively high probability. Turkey is almost certain to go to, to go to some sort of a war in the near future. Nobody knows exactly on which border, but Turkey is doing a lot of the bad things right now to all of its neighbors. <laughs> okay, so you're talking about now another world war? I don't want to praise it in that, in that manner because a world war uh, implies uh, 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 side A, side B, and maybe, maybe something like that. That's not what I'm seeing right now. What I'm seeing is uh, chaos. What I'm seeing right now is happening is that, uh, 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 for instance, if Turkey goes to war against Iran, Turkey has no allies in that sense. Uh, NATO is not going to stick up for Turkey if they go to war with Iran. Iran has no, no allies. China is not going to go to war for, with Turkey because of Iran. Um, so th there aren't two sides. There aren't, there's not an a, a allies and axes kind of thing. We're talking about chaos not really talking about a world war in that sense. Okay, so uh, in the last 30 seconds, what do you want to leave us with? Oh, heartburn. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> ulcers. <laughs> uh, I, I hope I've given some people food for thought. I'm sorry if I have to be... Um, a downer. Uh, if I have to sound so negative. We really are living in very trying times. People need to be aware of that. People need to be aware of what's going on. 
an enormous amount is going on all over the world. As I said at the very beginning, it's becoming increasingly difficult to follow things because the quantity of events, of parallel events, is just growing apparently almost every week. Well, if you're religious, <laughs> if you're a God-fearing person, it's time to do tshuva, uh, to repent. <laughs> and if you're, you're uh, anybody around the world, it's time to prepare and also repent. <laughs> Tell people you love that you love them. Do the good deeds you've always been putting off. And we'll be back next week, everybody. Thank you very much for being with us. Thank you, Dr. Mordechai Ben Menachem. Thank you for having me. If you love Israel News Talk Radio, then you'll love our Facebook page. We keep you up to date on what's happening in Israel, plus little surprise treasures that we don't share on the radio. Go now to follow us on Facebook. Just look for the Israel News Talk Radio Facebook page. And don't forget to subscribe and follow us by clicking on the like button. We post great stuff there that you'll want to share. Israel News Talk Radio on Facebook and Israel News Radio on Twitter. If you're hearing this message, everyone else can too. Advertise with Israel News Talk Radio and get your message out to people. We'll build a personalized package for you. Contact advertising at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. Straight talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Hey, this is Jake in Anchorage, Alaska, and I love listening to all the super interesting interviews and up-to-date information on what's happening in Israel. Hello, this is Anna King, originally from London, now living in Israel. And what can I say? Israel News Talk Radio is my cup of tea. My name is Bhaskar. I'm from India, and I love listening because you get to know the truth and wonderful voices from this lovely country. Mom! Okay, wait a minute. Hi, this is Chava Dax, and I'm calling for the rolling hills of Malaya Dumim, just north of Jerusalem. I always listen to Israel News Talk Radio to get all the latest news and commentary and to keep me up to date every day. This is Sarah Dax from Malaya Dumim, and I'm 12. I wish Israel News Talk Radio was boring so my mom wouldn't listen to it all the time. Mom! You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. News, opinion, and more. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio.